Kia ora everybody, welcome to another episode of Music, Movies and Madness. I'm your host Glenn and today I'm joined by my usual good friends, David, Martin and Ian. Hi guys, how you doing? Hello, hi Glenn. I know, long time no see. All right, um, on the back of the fabulous protest songs, um, we're going to be looking at some films because um, that's another medium for people to express stories and pass those stories on and to shine a light on things. Um, probably the traveling theater groups of the past, if you go way, way back, probably told stories in brought up folk tales and songs from Ireland. And certainly people move around a lot and those stories and songs went with them. Um, so tonight I'm just going to maybe ask you guys to choose maybe one or two films that you've seen that sort of maybe resonated for you or you watch and went, no, that's crap, but at least it got a point across or something like that. How, uh, how did you guys find thinking about this sort of subject today? Um, a bit more difficult trying to find one that was overtly a political movie, but I think finding one that was more of a social commentary was mm. kind of where I went with it. Nice. How about you, David? Oh, there was only one for me, and it goes way, way back to my youth. As soon as you said this topic, I knew the movie. Wow. Um, And I thought that's – and it's probably, to be honest, because I remember – I think I could have talked about this at the year, but I thought it just didn't fit, and there was a lot of other good stuff going on as well, but this is the perfect movie, I reckon, for this episode. So um, really pleased that you uh, chose this theme. Sweet. And how about you, Ian? Yes, I managed to find a movie that I have recently watched that, yeah, it was good. It could challenge. Yeah. I haven't watched a lot. I haven't watched a lot. But No. Yeah. I probably listen to songs more um, mm-hmm. because they're nice and short, I suppose. I have, um, And again, in a world that we talked about last week, of that escapism, I think I'm probably guilty of that looking for a bit of escapism me and Bronwyn looking for a bit of fun um, as opposed to maybe watching those sort of maybe some more films that probably make I don't know, a bit more something to get your teeth into etc. Yeah, so Martin you talked about social commentary, Um, what have you got? I'm intrigued Um, I've actually gone from from, (laughs) I was amazed really and then I kind of got thinking about this and I thought actually it is a real social commentary of a movie and it's a a Disney movie Fabulous Disney, the home of let's keep everything saccharine and sweet and uh, let's not (laughs) stir any pots while we're at it Um, but um, yeah uh, this is a Pixar movie um, and it's called Wally Um, Ah and yeah. it's basically a social commentary yeah. on how we're fucking things up on planet Earth. Um, and how we're, we? Well, yeah. I because, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> we're not writing enough protest songs, obviously. Um, yeah, it's basically about over-consumerism um, and um, our lack of doing anything to solve the problem. Um, rather than trying to find an escape route away from it. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful film. It's mm. a stunningly shot film, even, even though it is computer-generated, the, the, you know, 
Um, watch the first 20 minutes of it, um, and it, it will just blow you away if you just watch it. It's the most cinematic thing. Mm. Um, completely silent as well. That's the first 20 minutes of the film. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's pretty epic in scope. Draws um, uh, yeah, it totally pulls you in, and it's devastating to watch because mm. there's this little robot going around cleaning up, um, but, you know, the piles of rubbish are like skyscraper height, you know? What, what, and it's obviously yeah. set in the future as well, so in terms of what we've actually done to the planet at this point, um, so much so that the humans have buggered off. We've gone up into space to try and get away from it, um, you know, and try and find another um, a solution. Mm. And the solution is basically is um, big cruise liners up in yeah. space that we all go and lounge on and pretend get like everything's on, fine. Get, get and, massively obese on. Yep. Because yeah. no one has to lift, lift the finger because the robots do it all for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, it, it's subtle. Yeah, it's not overt, um, but um, the first it definitely I, has a message. But what about yeah. the, the last 30 minutes or, or 45 minutes, Martin? You know, when they, they start getting, like, the, the advertising promotional stuff that you get um, from the cartoon characters around the big spaceships and that and come on that was quite jarring when i saw that the first time i thought oh my gosh it's what that that part was quite confrontation i found that quite quite confronting yeah it is um but at the same time you know it, it's definitely working on two levels it's not you know that you see it from oh, the kids can watch it as, as, as a narrative to it yeah it's a kids yeah, movie yeah. as well yeah. um but yeah for for those you know, over the age of, say, you know, well, teenagers and up, I guess, there's definitely this underlying message running all the way through that's, that's super important. Yeah. So that's my choice. Yeah, Wally. Um, great um, a great movie. I can't recommend that movie enough. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and plus it's super cute at the same time. Oh, is that the yeah. same? Is that the one with the, like, the, the people are like in those sort of wheelchair type things and they're just yeah. sort of moving around. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Blocks. yeah, everyone's a block. It's awful. Yeah. You get to that part <laughs> and is. you go, oh my God, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> in these two episodes, David, I don't think I've heard with your F count is through the roof, man. It's brilliant. No, he, 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 he's, he, um, he fucks pretty much every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, are you just sitting there eating chips and fudge and getting fat like in Wally? Yeah. <laughs> oh, rice crackers. Oh, so rice crackers, the, oh, you're not the lighter get, choice. You're, yeah. you're not going to get big on mate. those. Carbs, oh, Gym at five, calves. mate. Need carbs, gym at five. Oh, yuck. <laughs> we'll sleep in tomorrow, 5 a.m. start. Fabulous. Ian, what have you got, bud? I did go to see this movie, uh, oh, when was it, last year or the year before? And I took my mum because I thought, well, she needs a date night. She needs to get out. And my mum is well, quite, yeah, but well, hey, it's my mum. Why not? Yeah, yeah. What true. do you mean with me? I'm uh, fun. Just... <laughs> it was his mum. No, no, Glenn, it was his mum. Not someone else's mum this time. She bought, <laughs> I'm fun. She, she bought me popcorn. She bought me drinks. She, she paid for my parking. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want to go on a date night with me? She, so we, uh, my mum's a little bit like myself. We, uh, we're quite culturally connected and a little bit spiritual and we like t 
to be that way. And this song, uh, this movie, was a New Zealand movie called Muru. And did you guys see this movie? No. And it's no. Uh, it's it's a movie that's inspired by uh, events that happened with a local police sergeant called um, Tafaro or Taffy for short. And uh, basically, yeah, it was to do with the 2007 Tuhori raids in um, Waikere Moana and the Uruweras. And, yeah, basically it sort of tells the story from the police sergeant Taffy from his side of things. And the long and short of it is that um, there was a conspiracy within the iwi that there was going to be an assassination attempt on the new zealand prime minister so the new zealand police and swat team decided to drop themselves into the uruwares and go and stir some shit up and shoot a few people and hijack a school bus full of kids and all sorts of crazy shit went down and it was a terrible terrible uh misinformed uh very bad decision making injustice uh, eh? injustice yeah so yeah oh, it's a good movie good movie heavy it's a heavy movie yeah there's no depression in new zealanders there. i mean we don't have that sort of thing here nah I'm no surprised. racism no no no. no sheep no sheep and and what was interesting was how the media all bought that most of the time, eh? They all went along with that because everyone was terrified of terrorism. But actually, hmm, maybe the terror comes from from somewhere else. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I you when you when you when I watched a movie like that, I thought, well, okay, are we are we getting are we crossing the line in, in, into are we going racism here? Are we get into a bit of racism. It sort of feels like that being a pakiha. Mm. But then if you can watch the whole thing, I suppose, with an open mind, and and I think the secret is to know there's always two sides to every story in everything in life. So there's probably right in it and wrong in it, as there was, but I think it was definitely a big injust- in, injustice. Yeah. yeah, no, I saw the trailer for it and I thought, oh, that looks heavy, and probably didn't see it watch some shit marvel thing instead probably but yeah probably should have gone on that date night it's yeah. it's good yeah you should have come in mum would have bought yeah. you some popcorn oh, well, i like popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> nice all right david chan now you've you've something that one thing that came to mind now what what is this what? but why do you use a phrase like black is beautiful because black is commonly associated with negatives. The black market, the black sheep of the family, anything which is supposed to be bad. Then why do you use the word? Why call yourselves black? I mean, you people are more brown than black. Why do you call yourselves white? You people are more pink than white. That there is Denzel Washington, 1987's Seven, yeah. Freedom. Nap. 
Eh? I, pa- I packed Cry Freedom as well. I oh, had quite an impact when I saw it. Let's both do it then. Because mm, we, both saw it, we both saw it at school, right? Yes, it had a huge and, influence. And yeah, I, I didn't understand the gravity of apartheid up until that movie. And then it was like, oh my God. And it stuck with me. And I went and, and um, I even hired the bloody video out and made my family watch it, my, my father and my brother and sister and I, I said this is an amazing movie um so so it's about steve Biko, right and mm-hmm. um donald woods the um reporter um and it's just about just essentially is just giving light to the brutality and injustice of apartheid um and of course telling the story of steve Biko. um just one of those ones uh, ian martin have you seen it um, I think I have. It was <laughs> an awfully long time ago, but yeah, um, I definitely remember Denzel. I mean, Denzel's Denzel, right? Every movie mm. he does is is mm. memorable in it. Um, but yeah, I, um, I remember kind of after that going back and actually listening to to things like Biko by Peter Gabriel, and yeah, you know, yeah. Um, kind of start to kind of hear those songs in context as well. In fact, well, let, let's hear a little bit of um, Biko because I actually queued that up ready to go because of, because of this. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, I remember they did play it to us at school and it had oh. such an impact. Um, yeah. Here's Peter Gabriel and the song called Biko. Got how long that song is? It's seven and a half minutes. It's it's, a, it's quite an epic, but um, he certainly really goes for it on that song. Eh? In terms of, it's got something to tell. It's a powerful song, puts big, powerful music into it. Um, New Zealand tore itself apart in '81. Um, um, there was that blame, blame, blame song I played last time, no civil unrest. We had huge civil unrest because we had mm. the anti-apartheid tour. Well, the tour by the South African rugby team, the Springboks and the, the counter movement against it went toe to toe with the police. Um, yeah. And it was huge. Um, I was too little to probably understand it, but uh, the impact of it was massive it split families mm. um our family for example we were definitely on the anti-apartheid side so that became quite and i know mum and dad boycotted all south african products when we were younger until that that regime finished um so yeah it was it was quite a defining thing actually but, um so um on the last episode did we have the specials feature mm. yeah yeah. Right. Well, it just seems um, entirely appropriately, and then I play a little bit of this. Free Nelson Mandela. 
And that's probably, I think that's the um, song where I first heard the name Nelson Mandela. Never heard of Steve Biko as a person or Biko as a song. Um, but that one there by the specials was, it must have done well or must have been quite, you know, on the radio or something. I think it's from the 70s, isn't it? I think it goes way back. But anyway, um, mm. yeah, that Biko movie, mate, yeah. Um, good choice, Glenn, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah, it was it had, a, it had a significant sobering impact. Poor form, not form. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, we'd heard of it by then, but it was sort of the visual of it being brought home to you as a yeah, as a young person. Brutal. I remember that. it brutal at the end. Really hard to see. Watch at the end. It was like oh yeah, it was yeah. It was horrible but, to see what happened, and uh, and you just went and then that yeah, this was a true story, and it just hits home. Yep. Heavy stuff. Pretty, yeah, it was heavy, but really meaningful. Um, it wasn't until like at the end of 1988, I think it was, that Nelson Mandela was still categorised by the US as a terrorist. Um, so it's amazing. And then suddenly, you know, all turned around. Oh, Nelson, you're the best. Um, even though we'd been calling you a terrorist for years. I know Maggie Thatcher hated him. It was overnight, um, wasn't it? It was just sudden. Yeah, and right now when I think about it, the hypocrisy of it all yep. must have been kind of disgusting. Eh? Mm. But um, yeah, such a strong, strong movie. Um, yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind. I, I couldn't let that one go. Yeah, yeah because same. of that yeah. impact as a kid. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. I, yeah, I remember seeing it in fifth, I think it was fifth form, pretty sure. Mm. And uh, I didn't watch it at all. I was just, I was writing, I was writing a note trying to write a, 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 a love letter. <laughs> As a young, distractable 15-year-old, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my memory of that. And uh, I wish I'd have watched the movie, actually, because uh, I might have to go back and revisit it. It's quite long. I mean, it's a David Attenborough film, and his, his movies seem to be kind of glacial. Well, he did a Gandhi, the didn't, he? didn't he? Did Gandhi? Yeah. That, that, what do you mean, yeah. that David Attenborough? The Richard. Yeah. Richard. Richard. Oh, oh Richard. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Not the bloody insect, dude. No, no. And here we have no. a species yeah. called Nelson Mandela. Yes. From the apartheid, yeah. <laughs> In a strange world called Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody seems to be mildly fucked. And here's, here's something. Looking at their phones. In the last few minutes. Well, the, okay, so, yep, what that, hold that thought. So in those days, right, the 80s, 70s, 80s, film and song was a very powerful way of getting the message across. Because mm. there was censorship, there was the Cold War, there was a lot of shit that just you just didn't see, you didn't hear about. And um, but now, of course, we've got the phones, we've got everything in the palm of our hands, and you can you can log on to websites that tell you what you want to hear, that feed, you know, I and mean, the algorithms do that already. Mm. But you can go to all those conspiracy websites. Whereas over back then, you've got very very um. Uh, a scarcity of of information, and so songs and movies were really powerful ways of getting getting the message out there that hey, this is happening, and this is this ain't right. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of stuff like that. I mean, uh, people 
people used to trust people. So we used to trust the news and our parents would trust the newspaper and the radio broadcast. And we don't, nobody trusts anyone anymore. Why would you? Everyone lies. Well, they lied back then too. Mm. We just had, we just got yeah. force-fed. We didn't, we had no, I mean, look well, at, I think, I think well, with we the lack of- an alternative. Of, yeah. Yeah, with the lack of information, you, you didn't, you couldn't go and explore for yourself what you might have wanted to because it wasn't there. So you could mm. either make your mind up with what you've been told is correct or incorrect. But now you, you just everything's incorrect and you have to sort of look at everything. Don't you, you have to you have to read, read, read. Absolutely. You have to if you want if you're mm. curious about a subject, you have to read, read, read and look to find it and then work out where you stand on something. And no different to the music thing what, that Martin said before. It's just overload, and so it's very hard to know where to turn to because um, there's just information overload. And you've got Glenn Thurston on the ground with a phone and, you know, recording things that are happening right there in real time, just like the parliamentary protests down here. Mm. You know, um, you've got that happening times a million. Uh, it's just like the music industry. It's overload, and so trying to find your way through, navigate through all that, good yeah. luck. Like what is truth? Yeah. Um, and I, a, there was a really cool little um, sort of a half hour sort of thing on Netflix. It was when Johnny Cash went to meet the president, um, and he met Nixon. And you know they all thought Nixon. You know Nixon and everybody thought Johnny Cash coming to the White House. You know he's a good old boy. He'll sing some songs about Jackson and stuff like that. He ended up playing this song, and this is called "What Is Truth." And I thought, yeah, you know, Johnny was always the man in black, doing it for the people who were injustice, et cetera. And he played the song called What Is Truth, which I thought was right to Nixon's face, which was really cute, but I also did it in a subtle way. The old man turned off the radio Said, where did all of the old songs go? Kids sure play funny music these days. They play it in the strangest ways. Said, it looks to me like they've all gone wild. It was peaceful back when I was a child. Well, man, could it be that the girls and boys are trying to be heard above your noise? And the lonely voice of youth cries, what is true? So when Johnny was told that he was going to see the uh, the president, you know, all these people wrote to him and said, well, you know, what's going on? And he was on the Bob Dylan show at the time and he heard all the stories and he'd been to Vietnam and he just went there and went, no, nah, man, I'm going to play this song. And he played that to Nixon and they were all squirming like mad because, yeah, there he is, Mr. Wholesome America right there. It was pretty cool. It's a really cool doco. So... Yeah. None of it matters, though, because I've got a special offer on Timu and I've got six minutes to take it. That's exactly right. And that's a great, and that's, and, and that's a great way to end the show, actually. <laughs> so get out there, buy some more shit on Timu. On and, Timu. Me, and all I can say is read, 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 um, and watch a stuff. song about buying shit on Timu, I'm sure. Yeah, I think <laughs> so, too. you Hey, thanks, guys. This has been a really cool second part to our um, our protest week. Um, look forward to uh, hanging out with you guys soon. 
Peace. Thanks, Glenn. See you guys. Bombing our cities and then they be saying it's all for security. Ce qui se passe autour, je m'en bats l'air que j'entends rien. Seul dans mon monde, mais c'est là que je me sens bien. Un seul endroit où je veux être, c'est Gaza. Je l'ai vu de loin, elle m'a dit reviens. Girl, I love a low crazy. Pick you up in a Mercedes. I wanna take you to Jericho. Parents worry about a day.